0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors of Everything podcast via Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wim Lou. This is the post-2021 draft reaction podcast uh, and I would say probably a little uneventful, considering how much hype went into the draft. I mean, there was a lot of speculation as to a lot of trades, um, you know, being discussed. A lot of, you know, this proposals to go in up in the tr- draft, lower in the draft. And early in the day, you know, I mean, before the draft even got started, there's the big blockbuster move that Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers. Um, who might be the only team with less shooting than the Raptors, but (laughs) in any case, um, the draft itself actually was very, uh, chill. No, you know, the Warriors ended up trading their picks, you know, there were a couple of swaps being made, um, in the middle of the draft, but for the most part, um, the Raptors, uh, held on to their pick at four, even though the discussions that they might go up to three, That didn't happen. Cleveland held on to the third pick, took Evan Mobley as expected. That left the Raptors in the fourth spot. And that's really where, if you have been following this draft, that, of course, the expectation, the wide expectation has been Jalen Suggs, right? Jalen Suggs, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Suggs at four. And then, in the last week or so, you start to hear more about, you know, the Raptors aren't necessarily uh, beholden to the consensus, uh, sense of what is supposed to be there at 4, what they're going to do at 4 they obviously brought in Barnes for a workout they brought in Suggs for a workout and you know if you go by the reports which there have been multiple um, reports which have all essentially said the same thing which is that uh, apparently Scotty came in did fantastic in his in his workout and in, in, uh, um, in his the impression that he left on the front office and things like that and, and the coach and stuff like that but in, in the case of Suggs, apparently he came in and, and it must have just bombed because, um, you know, that's when you start to start to hear some of these uh, reports, essentially saying that the Raptors might go in the direction. And look, it, it, to to boil it down to that, something that simple is is ridiculous, and I think it, it really does um, it just it undersells the amount of evaluation that goes into these players. Um, you know, for example, what what the guys who drafted today, right, like like Barnes the fourth pick, Bob Gosser, who um, was speaking after the draft after midnight. I mean, they've been tracking this guy since he was, like, 16, right? And so, you know, to to go from that to then just, like, seeing one, you know, interview, um, that alone is not going to swing it. Just, like, I don't think just that one thing alone is going to get the Raptors out on Suggs. Having said that, though, um, I think that was a positive factor in, in, in sort of pushing the Raptors into this decision where they took Barnes fourth overall. It created a lot of shock, I would say overall, just because um, there had been a lot of support for, for Suggs. First off, Suggs was probably the more known player, considering how well Gonzaga did last season. Um, you know, Suggs leading them to the the the, 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 the you know the NCAA championship um, game, at least. And of course, he hit the shot and, and made some great defensive plays in that epic battle against UCLA and stuff like that. So I think people have more recognition of Suggs. And honestly, myself, I was more attached to Suggs as well, just because when you were looking at the tape in terms of which guy was a better player, which guy had more skills in his tool bag and things like that, I think Suggs really had a lot of things that, um, you know, maybe Barnes didn't have the ability to get downhill with a crafty dribble and, and, um, you know, it's not saying that Barnes can't get downhill, but in a half court setting, it's not close. I think Suggs is more skilled in that sense. Um, you know, the shooting for for Suggs, he you know, even though both guys will profile as poor shooters right now, Suggs definitely has made more impressive shots. Is guarded more closely than Barnes is, which is to say he's not guarded on jumpers, and that he was more, um, just more polished offensively. But you know, having said that though, Scotty Barnes was always a possibility here. Um, especially if you had followed the draft more closely in the last few weeks. And I don't think that there should be a negative feeling on this pick. First off, in the first place, right? I mean, listen, they're, they've the Raptors have made their decision. The Raptors obviously are not even arguably like they're the best drafting organization in the league. They've really done a great job of drafting and developing guys. This is, this is like statistically based. The Raptors have overperformed um, their draft slot in terms of their picks. Over the last decade, it's it, it, again they're they're really the industry standard in this sense. Um, so obviously they've done the research, and uh, and for us as fans, it's not a real need specifically to to, to sort of um, get too attached to uh, a series of YouTube videos that you watched versus another one and sort of go with the consensus. But the the point is, Scotty Barnes is on the team, and I think that's a good thing um, because I actually like a lot of things about Scotty Barnes. Uh, you know, especially, you know, you can look at the strength and see very easily how that projects to the next level, right? You could see it. First off, he has an NBA ready body, six foot nine, seven foot three wingspan, his hands like Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, handles the ball, uh, pretty good athlete. Wouldn't say elite athlete, but pretty good athlete and a guy who is developing and, um, Seems to have a great personality as well. I, I think again, you only have seen um, you know a few interviews. He spoke to us in the media. Uh, he spoke uh, the, the post draft um, inter- or I guess the draft um, interview that they do in New York, and um, you know you see some other videos and whatever. But he seems like a guy who exudes a lot of personality. Uh, you know, apparently he's he's um, he's Jamaican and. Uh, he's got apparently some family in Toronto. So, like, you know, I think there's a lot of things that would really, really play. But um, I think overall, though, like, there's a lot of skills in his game, too. I think the fact that he's a guy who is the size that he is at 6'9", but with some pretty good passing ability and also the the defensive versatility, those are the two biggest selling points right away. I think, number one, with the passing, that's something that the Raptors don't quite have right now, which is a guy who is uh six foot nine can handle the ball, can get to the spots he wants to get to, but can also pass over the defense. Um because it it's just it, it does open up more things in terms of what angles you can sort of pass from. Um, I think there's two very different players and, and and you know wouldn't compare his passing to Marcus Saul. Marcus you know one of the greatest passing bigs ever. But um that's something that the Raptors had with Marcus Saul was that sort of facilitator at the top of the floor. Now Mark wasn't going to make you know, um, a hard drive into the lane and uses athleticism and jump and passive of that. Clearly, very different player, Scotty Barnes and Marcus All. What I'm just trying to say is that having a tall playmaker, a tall passer, someone who can see over the top of the defense, does open up a variety of things for you as a team. Um, and I think the other selling point, main, main selling point, is really just this defense. I mean, um, truly a, a very versatile defender, I would say. You know, I, Mobley is going to be the best defender in this class. I think it's, I mean, you just watch him. It, it's, uh, he does a lot of scary things defensively. But um, I think Scotty's right there, number two. Um, he is really intense. He does things that Mobley can't do, for example. He can pick up full court. Like, he'll pressure a guy seven, uh, 70 feet from the from the basket, just trying to bring the ball up off an inbound. You have smaller guards. I mean, in college, he did a lot of clapping in the face. Which I wouldn't advise at the next level, quite honestly. It's just too easy for guys to... First off, guys in the NBA obviously are way more skilled than college. Uh, the other thing is you uh, you really risk becoming a meme. And I feel like Scottie Barnes is going to end up in some memes. Not, not, not in a bad way, just like kind of like an OG way. Um, but in any case, really guard, really physical. Um, it, he's got great lateral quickness. Uh, You know, and you can envision him not being a mismatch in pretty much any scenario. Maybe if he's getting posted up by, like, you know, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Okay, well, yeah, that's going to be a mismatch. But you can envision him guarding wings. You can envision him guarding point guards. You can envision him guarding fours. Even, like, smaller fives. I I think he will will have it. I mean, he's already 220, 225. Um, You look at his frame, he's huge. So... I don't think you have to worry about that. I think that's something where the Raptors have a real advantage there, especially on the wing, especially now that their depth is now Pascal, OG, and and Scotty. That's really tough to score on. Um, And I think that, of course, the Raptors have really built their identity off of being big, being, well, not being big, but being really tough defensively and using that as the catalyst um, for, for how they build their identity and how they even score on the other end as well. Now, that's where the concerns are offensively, even though, you know, Barnes averaged 10 points per per game and 4 assists, you might say, that's not terrible. I mean, like, Suggs for example, averaged like 4.5 assists, different context, whatever. But, like, you know, that, that's not terrible. Um, but when you do watch the film, when you break it down, like, how is Scotty Barnes scoring? It's basically he's getting out in transition. And a lot of these are self-created as well, in terms of him tipping on a pass or him blocking a shot and to going the other way. Like, those are fully wanted points. All um, oh, Points are points, right? But uh, in a half-court setting, is what I'm trying to say, it's going to really struggle. Uh, he, he, at least at the college level, he didn't show that he could shoot. I mean, he was 11 of 40 in college last season, total. Not like for a month, not for a week. 11 of to 40 total, right? So that's going to hurt when you watch the videos of him shooting in college um, you know, it seemed like his lower base was really stiff. That was one thing that really came up across different um draft profiles of him is that he came up so stiff. And honestly, when you watch the shot, what that basically means is that his legs aren't really moving much, he's not really jumping much. And look, on a jump shot, it's not like you want to like you know, I don't know, moonwalk on your jump shot or something, like you're not trying to you're not really try to do too much with your legs. It's just that there wasn't much dip, there wasn't much, there was just like, wasn't much bend. It was just he, you know. It was stiff. I don't know how to describe stiff beyond that. Um, now, I think there are some reports that he apparently shot the ball a lot better. Um, and, you know, that's one of those things where you're in the workout, whether you're at the draft combine or while you're at the um, the specific workouts in, 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 that the Toronto Raptors invited him to down in Tampa. You know, that's something that, okay, well, you could, you could tell if someone made some key improvements. I mean... Um, I'm always leery to specifically just look at workout videos or whatever, but if you go to Mike Schmitz's um, Instagram account, you'll, you will find videos of Scotty Barnes shooting in an empty gym, clearly. But, you know, I think in, if, if you compare his form there, compared it to where it is before, um, you can see there's more legs into the shot, a little bit more balance. It looks a little smoother as well. You see videos of him making 10 straight. Now, again, I have to say this. Uh, draft workout videos or even just straight straight up workout videos of just in an empty gym um can be very deceiving uh you know like for example i remember when the raptors acquired Rondé Hollis jefferson uh after the championship i wanted to watch a video of of ronde making 10 straight corner threes and i didn't see him make 10 threes period i think in with the raptors in in, in, in that year so um you know i'm not trying to pick on ronde i'm just mean, like you these videos can be a little deceptive clearly shooting in an empty gym is not uh, direct representative extrapolative sample that you can go with into the game, but having said that, though, just the offense is not there for him scoring wise, especially in a half court. Like, he's not going to be posting guys up, he's not going to be, you know, getting a screen and getting downhill consistently and scoring. Um, you know, he's, you know, in terms of what he has in his skill set right now, a lot of it is if he is handling the ball, you know, first off, and he gets a screen, first off, the defender's going under that screen, cramping the paint, uh, uh, you know, definitely. But uh, even when he gets into that sort of mid range space where he's sort of that in between between the three point line and the rim, he's put he, he loves to put up one handed like push floaters that doesn't seem like he has great touch on those just yet. Um, you know, he, he can get on the offensive glass. There's no reason why he couldn't. It's mostly just down to team strategy. But, um, you know, you're mostly looking at a guy who's going to give you putbacks, uh transition points. And, you know, we'll see what the three-point shot is at. I, you know, I'm optimistic if that the Raptors really liked him, that they possibly saw some improvements in his shot. Nick Nurse was asked about this. He said there are some minor mechanical things he can work out. He didn't say it was broke. He said specifically it was not broken. And it doesn't look broken. It's just the results have been broke. Um, But, you know, if he can hit a set shot from the corners, for example, that would really help. Because you would want him on the floor for his defense, absolutely. I think that's going to play from day one and only go get better from there. Like, I think he has all defensive team potential. And I don't think that's some sort of exaggeration. I think he does have that. But... How much is he going to be a factor offensively? Can he space the floor? Can he at least keep someone honest? Uh, can he at least exist off the ball without just completely ruining your spacing? Um, that's going to be important. And so, you know, as I've said in previous videos, you know, where obviously, you know, we've been talking ad nauseum about the draft uh, leading up to today, where it's, mercifully it's, it's over, <laughs> although I think some people still feel displeased because I think probably because they wanted Suggs. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be that much scoring offensively right now. I mean, again, I, I'll have to see. I'm, I'm very curious to see what he does in Summer League, if some of these trans, things that the Raptors saw in their workout uh, that, that maybe he developed in the last few months since coming away from college into that sort of draft preparation state. And then, you know, in, the, in this process, I would like to see some of those translate into the Summer League, which we're going to watch in happening in Vegas, um, you know, in, in basically two weeks' time Um, because I want to see how that plays. But my initial reaction, just based off watching the videos of what he did in college, is you're probably looking at a guy who's not going to do much offensively in the first year. And I don't think that's any sort of um, exaggeration or anything like that. Um, If I had to guess, I would probably say a rookie OG level of offensive production. Um, And if you guys remember rookie OG, it was not the OG that you see today. Um, not that he was that different in terms of his skill set. I think his skill set was, I I mean, he's definitely much more rounded now. His shooting is a lot better now. Um, obviously we've seen him flash some really impressive skill moves this season as well. So I'm not trying to say OG hasn't improved. That's clearly not true. OG has improved, but his role on offense was the fifth option. He averaged six points per game playing 20 minutes per game. Like that's, that's, Roughly speaking, what I would expect from Scotty. Now Scotty has different skills than OG and offensively. I think he handles the ball way better than OG does. Um yeah, OG's a much better shooter, although OG has really worked to improve that. But even at the college level, OG was a better shooter than Scotty. Although it's that's also a little bit hard to say just because of the fact that um, you know, the, the the sample size wasn't that big. Um, Because Scotty, for example, last season he shot 11 of 40 from deep. This is in 24 games uh, as a freshman. To compare that, Pascal in his two seasons at New Mexico State was 3 of 17 from 3 over 2 years. And OG was in his two seasons with Indiana. One of those he was injury cut short. He had the ACL injury. Um, He was 27 for 74. So it wasn't like any of these three guys were like heavy volume three-point shooters. Uh, I would say probably Barnes is somewhere in between Pascal and OG. And, and look, that's probably something where the Raptors feel very confident in, in terms of um, why they drafted him, is that they feel confident in developing this type of player. And I think specifically Nick Nurse, for example, said that, yeah, you know, when you look at a guy like Barnes, you, you're reminded of similar guys that they have on the team in OG and Pascal. And that's, you know, I, I think he brings a different skill set, maybe more of an amalgamation of both. Uh, maybe something more unique. I think some pair of people have compared him to Ben Simmons. Although I do push back on that. Um, ben Simmons is as much as Scotty Barnes is a really good athlete. Ben Simmons is a next level athlete. Um, and that does matter in terms of like the the, the speed, um, the explosiveness. Uh, whether Simmons always accesses that or not is a different story. But I don't think Scotty has yet to shown that. Whereas, you know, Ben Simmons was a monster even in, in college. So, um you know that's 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 one aspect, and I think the Raptors did feel comfortable with this. Clearly, that what they looked at is not about position, because you, would, you if it were about position, you wouldn't look to reinforce where you are strongest, which is on the wing, because you have these two guys, you know, OG and Pascal, who are gonna start unless one of them's traded. They're gonna start, so it was it's gonna be a little hard for Scotty to get into the rotation in the starting five. He's probably gonna play backup. Um, to the three, which, listen, I want, I really did want them to upgrade that position, so they did. I didn't imagine they would do so with the fourth pick, but here we are. Um, so they felt comfortable with that, and mostly they're looking forward to what, you know, the fourth pick, whoever they, they end up drafting, they were looking forward to what that player was going to be in three to four years. And I do think that there's a couple of things for Scotty that if they break right, can really, really make him an impact player. So I think defensively already, really good right you got to anticipate him getting um, a little bit stronger he's not weak right now he's definitely well built but like um you know it's just natural he's 19 years old by the time he's 23 24 especially with the the, the you know the professional level training that you get uh, you can envision him getting bigger and you know you'll see from there how he grows how he develops and you know if he can first off the, the first step will probably be getting him to hit corner threes at a consistent rate where that he's set, the ball kicks out to him. He can hit that three. Um, I think obviously you want to work with his ball handling a little bit more, get him even more smooth in that front. He's got a good handle, especially for his size, but you know, not crafty. I would say with that handle, he's not like crossing guys up or doing sorts of dribble moves. Again, that's hard. You don't even see a lot of guys six, nine with those kind of dribble moves, right? Like Pascal has a pretty good handle, uh, but people, you know, still say he has no bag. Giannis is a pretty good handle. People say he's not no bag. I mean, Scotty Barnes is going to be in the same kind of scenario. He's six, nine, probably grow to 6'10". Like, he's going to handle the ball. People are going to say he's got no bag just because people who are that big look awkward unless they're like KD, who honestly, even KD looks awkward. Um, but, you know, probably develop the, the, the ball handle a little bit more. I think that the passing is something that's really going to be nice. I think, you know, especially in the the, the college level, I um, think, he, him having to play point guard is a very unique experience he didn't really do that previously in his high school career so that's going to be cool to see how that develops because that's one of the main development questions too is not even necessarily what skills do you want to grow but what overall career path do you want to go for the guy like um, it's it's almost like choosing uh, you know like when you play an RPG and you try to decide like what, what sort of you know you want to turn your main character into like I guess like if you've I don't know, if you if you played, like, Fire Emblem or something. I don't know, it's it's late. I don't think a lot of people play Fire Emblem. But in any case, you can kind of pick which growth path you want to go for him. Scotty Barnes is, you know, someone right now who played a point-forward type of role. And I think that's probably likely what you want to do. Because a guy with that kind of size, who can move with the ball like that, you probably want to keep the ball in his hands. Now, there's a couple of things that you would need to do for that style to be successful. I think, number one, for himself, if he can shoot... Changes everything. If he, if he can suddenly shoot, this is a very, very, very very good player. Like, he, if he could suddenly shoot, he would be, um, well, I mean, he would be a top four pick. What can I say? Um, no, but he would be really terrifying. Because defensively, he's, you know, I think he's going to be the second best player defensively from this class. Someone who's in contention for all defensive teams. Um, but if he can shoot, what, to go along with his ball handling and his athleticism, uh, it's, that's scary. That really is scary, um, especially with his passing as well. Then all of a sudden you can see him as a do-it-all forward. Now, the thing is, how many examples of players have actually kind of gone from this route of comes into the league with the you know physicality, with the ball handling, but doesn't necessarily have the shooting down whatsoever. You know, you I would have to think a little bit deeper on this. It is 1 a.m. now and uh am quite tired, but... Um, you know, you you look at Ben Simmons, for example, that doesn't really happen for him. Giannis, um, I mean, honestly, I've seen Giannis warm up for a few times. Uh, he actually knocks down a large number of his jumpers. A, a, a shocking amount is what I would say. He was very automatic. Um, but then in-game, obviously, we obviously know the results are totally different. Pascal is another kind of guy like that where they've sort of, you know, added the ball handling, made him play a little bit more perimeter. You know, his, his jumper was... Was trending upwards for quite a while, and then last year obviously took a step backwards. So, you know, it, there's a certain limit to how far you will get, especially if, you're, if, if your starting base is, you know, not really shooting the three that much. But you never know. And Scotty's a guy who's a really hard worker. Um, clearly he's a guy who um, people gravitate towards, got a very gregarious personality, seems to work, really unselfish player, team first kind of player is looking to contribute to the team, not necessarily looking to sort of buff his own numbers. And I think, yeah, the the Raptors clearly liked what they had in Scotty Barnes and that's why they took him. Now, I think I've heard some questions as to sort of, okay, why didn't they trade down for him? You know, presumably if this was sort of everybody in the the league is while a lot of people in the league saw that, you know, Jalen Suggs was a fourth, was a top four player. Why not try to trade out of it, get a couple more assets on the way, you know, Quite honestly, I think if the Raptors didn't take Barnes, Barnes would have gone five to you know um, Orlando. So at that point, you're basically trying to fleece the next guy right in line who knows exactly what your preferences are. That that, that the Raptors preferred Scottie Barnes over Jalen Suggs, and that the Magic seemed like they were pretty cool with either of those guys, especially with the fact that they need more guards. So that Suggs is a guy who you know fits their f- team as well it's going to be very hard to trade in that situation. Cause what leverage do you really have? If they're cool with getting both items, then what are you really offering them in terms of securing one over the other? So, um, that was seemingly difficult. And so I guess the Raptors didn't trade back because of that. I mean, if you looked at the, how the rest of the draft went, um, perhaps they, you know, they've been, they've been linked to Josh Giddy. We know that they went to Australia to, to scout, Obviously, got the coach from there as well. Um, but then again, Giddy won six to OKC, right? So, like, even if you trade it down, let's say to, you know, uh, let's say Golden State, for example, at seven. Well, even if you did that, then you're losing out on uh, on most of the players that you like, right? So, I think at the end of the day, they just liked where they were. Reports where they try to trade up, that didn't really happen. Okay, so you know that's fine. But uh, that was probably expected, quite honestly, considering how you know um, how hyped the first three players were in the, in the draft. And at four, the Raptors took Scotty Barnes. And look, I know people are going to say, well, look, this is frustrating. I just watched the whole season, arguably last season as well, even though last season was way more successful than this one. Um, you know, we just watched a lot of stagnant offensive basketball, half-court struggles, things like that. Like, how does Scotty Barnes, you know, get you any closer to solving that problem? You know, like there is no quote-unquote bucket getter on this team. Um, you know, especially if you are potentially losing Kyle, for example, Scotty is not one of those guys. Um, Scotty is not even guaranteed to knock down an open jumper. So that is something that I hear that concern. I hear that frustration and people are upset about that. Totally get it. I think the Raptors are really taking a long-term view on this front, and they clearly like what they've seen from Scotty. So um, that's really all you can go off of. At, at that point, the difference in that gap, in what you feel and what the Raptors feel is just trust. And if, if you ask me, the front office has done a lot, especially in the drafting and developing front, to earn trust. Maybe not in a free agency front, maybe not in you know a retaining players front or anything like that, but drafting, scouting, and developing, Raptors have shown a lot, given us a lot to trust there. So, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it goes. I think again, like there is a very good upside here with Scotty. I think he's going to do a lot of things that are going to be really valuable for our team. And you know, he, while he's might not, he's definitely not the bucket getter you would want. I'm not totally sure that Suggs was specifically that bucket getter that you wanted. He's more of a, a you know, a playmaker in, in you know for the team. Can he get buckets? Can he go off for thirty on a certain nights? Of course, absolutely. Especially, I think he has got a lot of great skills. And the kind of the mentality to do that. But um, you know, the raptors must have not been that convinced. So they took Scotty and I'm very curious to see how it works out. Now before I go, I do want to touch really quickly on the two other draft picks. I'm not gonna pretend like I did that much research or that I'm familiar with these two guys, but I did want to share some first impressions, especially if you know people waking up in the morning are probably gonna be wanting to look up some videos to see who these guys are, what they what they look like. So the Raptors had the 46th and the 47th picks in the uh, second round. This was courtesy of Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis. Uh, and they used those two picks back-to-back. The first pick, they used it on Delano Banton, who, I mean, fantastic story, really. He's from Scar- He's from Rexdale. Like, he's literally, he's from Rexdale. Like, we, the Raptors are going to have a guy on the team who took this 37 Islington bus all the way from end-to-end, man. Like... This is unbelievable. And when you listen to the videos of him speaking, the interviews, there is no doubt that this man is a Toronto man. And, um, you know, he's had a really interesting uh, trajectory here. So he's six foot nine uh, and plays point guard. So you might say, well, why do we have another Scotty Barnes? He's not like Scotty Barnes. He's not that athletic. Not even close. But um, he's a little skinnier as well. Uh, but, you know, skilled player, got good size, and, you know, this is also a good story because he is now the first ever Canadian player drafted by the Raptors. Obviously, the Raptors have had Canadians on the team. You know, Chris Boucher, Corey Joseph, Jamal McGlure, You know, other players. I'm blanking on right now for some reason. Um, Ken Birch, he was literally on the team. Um, but you know, this is this is cool. This is different, man. The, 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 the Mark Tatum really stepped up to the plate, and he said he's taking. <laughs> The Toronto Raptors are taking Delano Banton from Toronto, which is which is pretty cool. Bobby Webster even said, "Shout out to Rexdale," in the post game press conference. And so I know Rexdale gets, you know, actually I don't know I don't even know why Rexdale gets a bad rap, quite honestly, because uh, you know me from being from the West End, like you know, I was in Rexdale plenty, and uh, it's on, it's a cool place, honestly, it really is. Um, in any case, though, uh, yeah, Banton is six foot nine, skilled player. Uh, especially for a guy of his size, you know, the jumper is something that needs to be <laughs> developed. Again, you can maybe start to sense a, a trend in how the Raptors view players, view prospects. Um, you know, he had a, Banton had a really circuitous route to get to the point that he is at now because Bobby said, you know, he noticed him first at the Bile Steel game, the, uh, the, the game that, um, it was, it was, you know, the, the, uh, the Canadian equivalent of the All-American game, or McDonald's All-American game. And, um, you know, we, he saw Banton play in there. And then Banton went a couple of different schools in the States for for high school, then went to Western Kentucky, didn't really play there. Then he transferred to Nebraska, so he redshirted for a season. And this last season, got to play a little bit more and got to showcase more of his skills. And he got to go to the G League skills camp, stuff like that. So, you know, the Raptors have clearly followed him for quite a while. And they like his size. They like his abilities here. And, you know, again, the Raptors... Like big players with some, um, with some, with some, uh, I guess unusual skill sets for guys of that size. But he needs to improve the shooting. Twenty four percent last season on uh, three three point attempts per game. Hasn't shot the free throw well in either of his two seasons. So that's something that needs to get there. The physicality. I think his his, his physique is not fully there for playing NBA basketball right now. Is a little bit skinny. Um, you know, you can you can see how that would impact his drives, for example. Yoni's got great length. Um, you know, that's going to be tough. Even his uh, decision-making, I mean, four assists last season, but 2.4 turnovers. To go with that, that's not a great ratio. You want to improve the decision-making there. But a young player, the Raptors clearly liked him. And um, he's also from Rexdale. I, I, again, as far as second-round picks, go, these are not complete crapshoots. People put a lot of effort into... A developing and B, you know, scouting. But uh, the reality is that a lot of these guys don't hit. In any case, though, um, that's I was cool with that pick. And even David Johnson at the forty seventh pick, you know, from Louis from Louisville, played at Louisville um, last season. He had a really big jump in his, um, I guess, status with the team. Went from a bench guy to a guy who was starting point guard for the team. Six foot five. (laughs) Again, just. Big Guards who can do some stuff, but honestly, David Johnson between the three of those guys, uh, you know, the Raptors drafted today, he might have the most polished skill set out of the three. His three point shot took a big jump this year. He shot, you know, uh, five of 23 from three, you know, in his freshman season, but this year he bumped it up to 32 of 83, which is 39 percent on over four attempts per game. Um, you know, he rebounds, he, he play makes, he scores a little bit as well. He he's, he's fun. He pops on tape um, when you watch him. I mean, he's he's able to get downhill, he's got a couple athletic finishes. Um, you know, he clearly can pass as well. He could shoot. Like that that you know, there's you know all that in a guy who's 6'5". Again, you're just you're mostly just taking swings on guys in the second round, but I could see the vision there as well. So, I think it is interesting for one that the Raptors did take three guys who all are I mean, what is a point guard these days, quite honestly? But they're all point guards, um, and they're all big point guards who defensively profile well. That's one thing that was, that was good on, from Johnson. The research that I've done on him is that he seemed like a pretty good defender as well. Um, you know, guys with length to play defense, to play multiple positions, to be able to play make from positions where they may not necessarily have the ball all the time, but guys who are bigger, who can handle the ball... Um, It's interesting. It's certainly, there was certainly a theme sort of that carried them through their three picks here. And, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Um, Yeah. Again, I will have more breakdowns uh, later. I just really wanted to get my initial thoughts out for the morning uh, before doing more research into these guys and and give you something more extensive. But um, yeah, that's where the Raptors stand at the moment is that they have added a few more uh, guards to the roster I would say Barnes probably long term more of a playmaking three, maybe a playmaking four. Uh, but in any case, they've added some playmakers. They've added some young talent. I'm really excited to see how it goes. I, I just I want you know again, as much as we get really attached to guys in the draft process, in the uh, you know, I don't know. Depend. I mean, obviously, I don't want to you know assume the the level of um, fandom for or not even fandom, just commitment or interest in in specifically in prospects, but. You know, I'm assuming that ranges from people who watched full-on NCAA games or full-on international basketball games, full-on G League games, you know, really, really followed them through the high school ranks. There, I mean, listen, there are lots of people who really, really love this stuff. Um, or maybe you're just one of those people that went to watch a draft video, right? You saw, okay, the Raptors are interested in, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, let me go YouTube, looking them up, you know, watch their little highlight packs, see what, what strengths or weaknesses there are, and, and sort of become attached from that perspective. But, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can rest assured that the Raptors know what they're doing in terms of their drafting and their scouting. And whether it hits or not, I mean, again, there's a real chance that Suggs ends up being the better player long term in addition to being the better player currently. But, um, you know, Barnes is pretty good. I think the Raptors, you know, got something that is really rare. I think that's one thing the Raptors might have looked at it as well in terms of which player's skill set is more rare? And I would say a six foot five point or six foot four point guard like Jalen Suggs, who would drive downhill, but the three point shot is a little iffy. Playmaking is good, but not great. Um, you can find, you can find other examples of that. I'm not saying that he's common. Uh, that's that's being rude, and that's not even how I feel about Jalen. Um, you know, again, you can listen back to the other previous podcasts. I clearly like the guy. Um, but you, you look at a guy like Scotty, who's six foot nine, seven foot three wingspan. You know, was like top five and crossed the board in all the measurements in, in, in the draft combine this year. Is a guy who's that big, but standing jump is like thirty seven inches. Um, you know, with that kind of positional versatility, guards all five guys, uh, can handle the ball, play make, run in transition. If he develops a jumper, then all of a sudden you're looking at a guy who you would probably get on the open market. At least 25 million, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think probably that factors in as well. In terms of you know, depending on whoever you pick, obviously, you want to develop that guy, but you also want that guy to retain that value. Because as soon as you use the draft pick, then of, of course, it becomes a little bit less valuable. Because the, the team receiving that player in the future, for example, won't be able to choose who they pick, they only have the player to go for with. Which guy's going to retain value? And honestly, a guy like Scotty Barnes is going to be really in demand for a long time because you know, especially if he is, continues to be a hard worker and to, to, you know follows the Raptors' development program, which is going to do wonders for pretty much whoever they were picking. But clearly, they loved uh, they loved Scotty. They took him four, and then they took two swings with um, with Banton and Johnson in the second round. Which, by the way, so the Raptors had that. Um, Toronto experience, the full Toronto experience room, quote-unquote, from Bobby Webster. And I'm just really imagining how a guy from Rexdale would have reacted <laughs> to essentially walking into a floor model version of Toronto. Uh, that would, it's, just, it's just very funny to think about it. He's like, yo, I don't need this. <laughs> but um, in any case, the Raptors got their three guards, and uh, they're going to probably bring them to Summer League, and we'll get our first chance to see them. Hopefully, fairly soon, because, um, you know, Summer League is coming up. The first game is on the 8th, and uh, very curious to see what the products are after sort of weeks and weeks and maybe even months of sort of looking ahead, no playoffs, you know, looking ahead to the draft, getting up in the lottery, taking Scotty, taking these guys. What do these guys actually look like? What are they going to do? And we can start talking about them as players, less or more so than as sort of um, intangible pieces of a, it, we're turning we're talking about players instead of just possibilities um so that'll be exciting so thanks everyone for listening again i'll have more analysis of the players once i do more research and sort of do deeper dive specifically now that we know who these players are and so thanks everyone for listening thanks everyone for reading on the coverage and um yeah welcome to the team when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers